The views and opinions expressed by the producers, hosts, and guests of Flash Black Radio do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Flash Black or its parent company. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, beautiful people. This is www.flashblackradio.com. I am DaVinci Parks, a.k.a. Lee Bennett III. And sitting to my immediate left, I have a good friend of mine who uh, I've been waiting to get on this show for quite some time. And she finally came down from New York City to like spend some time with us. Sitting in in the lovely chair that Miss T. Rich normally sits in, we have the one, the only, Energy. Hello. Indeed, indeed. And across to me, uh, S double in the build. <laughs> and as T Rich would normally say, dialing in live from somewhere. K Savage, who is quite bitter that I don't have a t shirt that you have, friend. How you got how you got a t shirt and I don't have a t shirt? Yeah, he be rocking a flash black t shirt. This, this is the old, if y'all, if y'all notice that this is the old logo. I need an OSHA representative <laughs> to be listening because these workplace violations be accumulating. It's the old logo. This is the test. This is actually a test uh, joint that I have. Um, I have to actually do the new ones. Um, the I'm ones that actually thing. say what it is other than the logo. So people actually know where to go instead of just having a logo to look at. So I'm still offended. I will, I will work it out and get back to you. I appreciate Excuse that. So we are the usual suspects plus, of course, Miss Energy over here. And we are on Flashback Radio. This is Shit You Might Have Missed. Today's date is Monday, October 1st, 2018. And we're just going to go ahead and jump right into it because, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on right now, mm-hmm. of course. But, you know, why just, why beat around the bush? <laughs> it was, that was not a pun. It was, that, was, that was not what that was supposed to be. Still but hilarious. Brett Kavanaugh. Let's get into it. Mm. He would like the joke, but... Then he would just deny it when you read the joke in his yearbook. He would just like say, Blame it on beer. It means something else. Beat around a bush literally means like get a drum while you're running around a bush. <laughs> you know what? I want to start with Renee. I want to start with Renee because she didn't see the yearbook before she signed that letter. Because mm. she wanted them 65 cunts, you know what I'm saying, that stood up and was like, yeah, I love Brett. You know what I'm saying? He didn't try and rape me. Mm. We're good. You know, but but everybody's a Renate alumni. So I just want to know, you know what I'm saying? Does she feel dumb now? Mm. Well, Does most of the women have recanted can? their statements since uh, or said that they don't want to like, stand by him. Even American Bar Association, which I thought was like, you know. I need Renate to come out with her own. He's <laughs> very statement. specifically. Her. Yes. Because, 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 because this is in the yearbook. I think there's like so she could have done a little bit of digging before she signed her name to some shit. Maybe she was the thing going to his high school yearbook because I think a lot of stuff was happening before you know she like you know I think she's just like oh yeah it's Brett. If I know you him. didn't know Renee alumnus was <laughs> a motherfucking thing, then you dumb. And and not only that, but I read the article. It's a little it's a little poem that goes with it. It's like if if if, if, if you're in a pinch and you need a date, call Renee. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, mm. damn. <laughs> Bitch had a, a slogan. <laughs> yeah. But signed a letter. Oh, yeah. Some people are just in denial. Just. She a traitor to her own vagina. That's denial. And then there's that. Well, that part too. Okay. That doesn't help. 
add uh. a layer. <laughs> but she up there with the prosecutor broad, who I feel like, did they pay her well? Because if they did not pay her well, I'm mad at her. Even if they did, I mean, it, I, I just thought it was just in and of itself, the optics were so obvious and like poor. Like you're gonna bring her on only to cross examine, so you don't have any of the stink that comes off of asking somebody that you obviously believe because you wouldn't have had a woman question her with just silly questions, and then turn around and decide, nah, we'll we'll talk to Brett Kavanaugh. Though. We'll like we're fine talking to him. We don't need you anymore. We just need you to handle this woman that we don't want to actually touch with a ten foot pole because she's a woman. I mean, I think it's kind of ridiculous that you got all these like you know a woman expresses emotion, she's hysterical. A uh, black man expresses emotion, he's an angry black man. You got Brett Kavanaugh and Lindsey Graham throwing fucking tantrums, <laughs> making the angriest faces ever made. And if I did that shit, a cop would shoot me and sprinkle some crack on me if I did that. Like they was, just, oh my god, he's enraged. Somebody subdue him, subdue that nigger is what will happen. <laughs> he's in, he's in, he must be on PCP is what will happen. You know, they, they can just stay, sit up you there. Just do the Terrence Crutcher. Yeah, I, I don't even that's, know. That's, okay, I got so many impressions in the in the in the magazine, mm-hmm. man. I don't even know what I'm. What I just pulled the trigger. And shit. No, I'm just saying that's what happened to Terrence Crutcher. It's like oh, he I must feel be like I had a, a disaster artist moment because <laughs> I watched the SNL before I watched the actual clips oh my God. of Brett live and in person. Which I still have. And I was like, it couldn't have been this bad. Oh. Like it really oh, was. Oh. He kept bad. doing his thing and with his then, mouth. <laughs> That I was so distracted. I just did not understand what the fuck was happening to his jaw and his thought, lip. It, he thinks ladies like that. It it was it, it was so distracted. And then he kept sniffling like like that's the coke sniffing. Yeah. yeah, he was sniffing like Trump used to sniff <laughs> yeah. on cocaine. And so I'm just like, you got cotton mouth and you sniffling, you are on a lot of drugs and okay, sir, calm down. So I wanna he say like- I feel like John Oliver made a very good point. Like, you, sir, were prepped for days. That was the prep work. I mean, that was post prep. Yeah, I'm just saying, you, you were prepped for days on what to, and you're a judge. So, you know how this shit goes. They weren't even asking him tough questions. Like, do you like beer? I like beer. Do you like beer? Huh? You like you like beer? Yeah. You ever been blackout drunk? No. Have have, have you blacked out? I want to like, like that's not how old are you? Exactly. <laughs> but this is like but this is the whole thing, and I thought that was more telling. Not just the fact that obviously denied, and I thought out of everybody that I saw because I couldn't see everybody, I was working, so I was listening to it. But out of everybody, I felt like Dick Durbin bodied uh, Kavanaugh. When a bunch of rich white people in a group chat have to really wrap their minds around the lies being told on TV to the point where they all got to come out and issue their own personal statements because the group chat got them so live, we in trouble. Because some of the people who came out on Friday was like, so there was a bunch of emails and texts flying back and forth between all the Yale alumni who know Brett, and we were just like, these are lies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> these are damn lies. Like, we feel compelled to speak out because I've seen that nigga blackout stumbling drunk on the day he mm-hmm. crossed over. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I feel he, like it's he important. He was in a ridiculous costume, and he was saying shit that didn't make sense. That bitch was like, he's a liar. He's a liar. He was belligerent. Mm-hmm. Belligerent. So I, I feel like it's important to step back very quickly. And like I, I'm, I'm assuming that most of the people uh, listening to this are aware of what's going on in the Brett Kavanaugh situation, but for those who might not be. Uh, the Republican administration, uh, helmed by one Donald J. Trump, 
Wait, wait. We got to thank the internet for Republicans. Oh, wow. Damn. Damn. They're sending their racists. They're sending their rapists. <laughs> and, and some of them, I guess. No, no, none of them are good people. No, sorry. None of them are good people. Sorry. So uh, essentially what's going on is there was a seat uh, on the U.S. Supreme Court that was vacated by Justice Kennedy, who retired over the summer. Quite honestly, I think to make it so somebody could be appointed before the midterm elections. Mm-hmm. Uh a list of federal judges was issued by the Federalist Society, which is not something that was vetted by the White House in terms of like, okay, these people, this is an independent group, um, had a, has a conservative, quote unquote, agenda. Conservative is very nebulous, but we'll just move past that. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh was not on the original list. Uh, when the list came back out again, uh, they, they added Brett Kavanaugh to the list because he had a couple of things that were particularly important to the president of the United States. One is he believes that the president should not be, whoever's in power should not be uh, tried or have to deal with any legal issues while they are in power. And he also believes very much in the, you know, the, the, the dialing back of rights for a lot of different groups and, uh, you know, women, people of color, et cetera, et cetera. Although he will deny that. Um, which I think is interesting, though, is, you know, the same guy who thinks that the president should not be tried while he's in power is the same guy who was on the Ken Starr legal team and was the chief leaker of information uh, during the Clinton uh, impeachment trial. And, uh, but then he worked for the Bush White House. And, you know, we fought an illegal war. So There's also that. So he's clearly partisan. This is very obvious. Um, he was up for. You're partisan. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm partisan for truth. Uh, he was up for a nomination on the Supreme Court. Um, things were looking like they were going to go smoothly. Um, I thought something was off, and I'm not saying this just to say this, but I thought the whole thing of him introducing he and his family was kind of corny. It was just something just felt off about him. I'm just like, yo, this dude seems a little too rehearsed, mm-hmm. a little too like not real, and it feels like something's off. He had something in his face that looked, you know, you see some people look at their face like, yo, you look. Like you rape people. Oh, uh, nah, I won't go say that, but I'm just saying, like, you look like you, you, you got some problems with you. Like some people, like just when we were at the Capitals game, when that dude came up, it was like, "Come on, motherfucker, come on!" Mm-hmm. I knew before he even said that shit, he's a problem. I don't want to be around him because I just, mm-hmm. I just, I read his face. I like, I don't want to be around this guy. So Brett Kavanaugh had a specific look. I couldn't put my finger on exactly what it was. And then when the allegations started to come out, I'm like, oh, now the crazy thing is. The allegations are that Brett Kavanaugh in high school assaulted a a younger woman. He was 17 at the time, allegedly. She was 15 at the time, allegedly. And he assaulted her at a party. Uh, This dude proceeds to go on to Fox News and then, you know, try to do this whole campaign of how he was on his basketball team. He was captain of the basketball team. He ran track in junior year to get faster. Uh, all these different things to obfuscate the issue. He was like, you know, top of his class, blah, 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 blah. You know, he was like church dude or whatever, you know, and, and you know, blah, 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 service and all that stuff that you do in high school, especially when you're like in elite high schools and shit like that. It has nothing to do with molesting. has nothing to do with that. And he says, oh, I was a virgin through high school and college. Now, here's the trick right here. She said she was assaulted, not raped. Mm. So the first thing you did right there is you tried to throw him off the semi saying, no, nah, well, I was a virgin, so I couldn't have assaulted her. But you clearly assaulted her. And she said she felt as though if you were not so drunk, you would have raped her. That was her, that was her charge. So for you to go on TV with this prepared thing and then like, I feel like he's telling himself, not trying to tell himself, 
and it's just not working out well for him. So um, there are a lot of things that happen. Eventually, it became a thing where like the the Democrats and of course the people. Uh, a lot of people uh, protested and forced Republicans' hands, so they had to have a hearing, which wasn't really hearings, more or less a dog and pony show. But they tried this woman out. She had to relive something terrible of her life. Um, I'm convinced that he did what he, what he did. I'm not convinced at all that he's telling the truth in anything he says. He's already been caught perjuring himself to get onto the lower courts. That's That's been documented. And um, it was a shit show. <laughs> so we're now caught up to speed. Let's continue. <laughs> I just want to say he also said that he couldn't have raped her because he's Catholic as if we are not in the middle of the third, fourth. What what wave is this? Mm. 27? Catholic, this year. Of, of, of Catholic <laughs> priests molesting and raping little boys. Man, that's just the, the current hundreds. pope. Yeah. I mean, I just. I, and I believe the Catholic, there's a Catholic organization or a Catholic magazine or a particular diocese. Something, there's a Catholic something organization that previously endorsed Kavanaugh that has withdrawn uh, their support. Oh, the American Bar Association actually was on board with Kavanaugh and then they turned around and said, mm, well, now nah, we, we, we support him and after y'all do a full yeah, investigation. Do an investigation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, okay, we're not going to sign it. And that's all it comes down to. The whole question that one could have there are a lot of questions about Brett Kavanaugh and he had an opportunity to answer a lot of them. And I felt again Dick Durbin bodied him because he's like, you know, it was very cool. He walked him through the paces, it was calm, he wasn't accusatory at all. He was very like, you know, congenial when he was talking to him. And he said, you know, Mr. Kavanaugh, wouldn't you not believe that uh the best thing to do right now is just after all this, like your good name has been besmirched, but the best thing to do is just like, you know, have a full FBI investigation. <laughs> Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh is like he's, he's like Kavanaugh for a second. He's like you, you motherfucking right. You are absolute. We should. He said you should turn to your left and tell that man right there you want to have a full investigation. <laughs> and of course, uh, Grassy's punk ass got in the middle of it. He can't do that. Kavanaugh's probably like, well, well, nah, because I, I really did that shit. If we have a full investigation, well, that's the whole thing. So that's if you ever right. like, if you get a chance to watch it, it's literally a point. It's like, don't you just feel like it's best that I will do whatever the committee wants me to do? Yeah, but don't you like, think that the best thing for you is like you right. know to clear like, your name? Do you want? And then he was like, this an he was investigation. And this he's is like, the silence I'll just, of Brett Kavanaugh. I'll do what they say, and they're like, no, but what do you want? And he's like, I'll do what y'all tell me, and they're like, no, but what do you want, and sir? And he's like this. <laughs> like, but then he was arrogant in his silence, like. Well, you expect me to answer? <laughs> oh, you want a response? Oh, okay. Well, oh, I mean, you were you know, finished. I, I will allow me to retort. No, I'm sorry. Let's let's also be very clear. There there have been many many statements made by Kavanaugh supporters on the right in regards to the fact that the FBI has already done a background check, which is not the same as a targeted investigation, uh, and that all they do. This is their, I'm quoting them, mm. all they do is take these 302s, which are statements that get filled out after you ask them. Oh, that's right. You work in the courts too, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. So let's, You let's, might know something about some court shit. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about the but, difference I mean, between a, a background check, some, some questionnaires, and a legitimate investigation. Because there's differences. But I feel like not only that, I mean, the background check, you know, that they did, which I mean, who knows what it looked like, wasn't in the context of, oh, two Yale law professors are being investigated. One has been suspended because, you know what I'm saying? They groom female students who want to clerk for him to look a certain way. Right. 
So, I mean, you know, that to me is evidence of sexual misconduct. So there's a lot of people like, oh, well, he's had the spotless career for 35 years. Yeah, okay. And he's had two Yale law professors at least, you know what I'm saying, grooming women to be his clerks, one of whom is their own fucking daughter. Gross. And there, there's a very specific difference between allowing somebody to either craft a voluntary statement that they issue or giving them a questionnaire that they answer questions on and having an investigator ask that person questions. And subpoena, that, that's a real thing. There's a difference, even if it's not a subpoena, mm-hmm. because... I have a little bit of experience with investors. No, no, I'm not, that's not what I was. Yeah. I was. I was just saying for the perspective of just compelling somebody to answer because I, I want judge subpoena. That's yeah, why yeah, I was yeah, saying that. Yeah, I would, but I'm, I'm saying I'm, like just even the practice of the difference between having some ha, giving somebody some written questions that mm-hmm. they're able to answer in writing and having an investigator sit in a room with them and mm-hmm. ask them questions mm-hmm. is a completely different experience. I've done both and gotten different answers from the people different answers from what was written as opposed to what they tell me when they're face to face is a difference when you're looking somebody in the eye in a room when they can hear your breath when they can see they hearing your breath when they can see you sweat i'm saying i listen to that i listen for how okay. people are breathing when i ask them questions uh, we can hear their breath yeah, i look okay. i look for i look for whether you know whether or not they're sweating when i ask them so there's a many different things that you ask a person you just tell all your secrets and it well there's way more than that those are just the obvious ones <laughs> but when they answer the questions they know that you can see them <laughs> they know that you're there. They know that you're exposed when you're asking these questions. And you get different responses than if somebody's just writing some questions down on a piece of paper and then letting you fill that paper out. The responses are going to be different. The outcome's going to be different. And then another thing about investigating is when you give someone an investigation, they, when you conduct an investigation, they give you answers. If you're an experienced investigator, that's going to cause you to ask More other questions, questions yeah. that you can't do in a questionnaire. And that's the difference between having somebody just do like a lame background investigation or just having somebody fill out a questionnaire and having an investigator sit down and walk you through a course of events in a targeted manner. The end result is going to be that investigators may potentially pick up on some things that takes them down a specific uh, line of in questioning and more thorough investigation. So anytime you hear somebody say all they're going to do is take these 302s and submit them, they're either demonstrating that they don't actually understand the reality of investigation or they do understand the reality of investigation, but they're trying to belittle it to their base who may not really understand what's going on or may not be educated in that realm. And they, they're just looking for anything to support their existing view anyway. So let me just say, oh, it's just a 302 so that the base can say, oh, no, they're just going to take the 302s. They have no idea what a 302 even is. Right. So anyway, that's my point about investigation. <laughs> I don't know. I think most people's issue with this, primarily from what I've seen, is not necessarily whether or not he did or did not do it, which I think he's a creepy creeperson and a rapey rapist. Um, so I think he did do it. Um, but it's it's whether or not an accusation like this can essentially ruin a person's life, hold up something like a promotion or without any actual founded evidence. 
should this theoretically stop this man's shine? I'm not one of those people, but I think the visceral response that people are having to this particular scenario who are not who are team Kavanaugh is not necessarily whether they believe he did or didn't do it. It's that the mere accusation of this thing is does destroy a person's life. You should then want to get ahead of it by saying, hey, investigate me, prove me, me right, so that I can go ahead and get back to doing what I'm supposed to do. Especially if you didn't do it. Right, especially <laughs> if you didn't do it. Um, and so that's where, to me, he's losing people is that like, hey, there's a way for you to kind of stop this or step in the way of this, and you're not doing that. That makes you look creepy, but... Um, a lot of the conversations, the arguments that I've had, or, or you know, for lack of a better term, um, with people is that, well, just saying this completely unravels a person's life. And where is the fairness in that? Um, then, you know, there's all these statistics about how many people actually accuse somebody of sexual assault versus how many, you know, that are falsely accusing versus, and it was something ridiculous like, yeah, tutored. Yeah, exactly. Um, so there's a lot of research around that being a poor leg to stand on, but it is a leg that people stand on. I mean, so what? But go ahead. I, I feel like it's a misogynistic leg because, you know what I'm saying? Men who come forward to say priests abuse them, you know what I'm saying? Mm. People worship the ground they walk on, you know what right. I'm saying? Thank you for doing this public service, you know. But women who come forward, it's like, oh, she's just trying to bring a bitch, trying to bring a nigga down. And I just right. don't understand, you know, how I mean, in people's minds. You understand. It's it's just y'all, conditioning. Just because y'all, y'all are hysterical. <laughs> don't have no control over your emotions. That's what that's what the real problem is. Talk, walking around with all these breasts and vaginas, expecting men and to just control estrogen. themselves and exercise some sort of sensibility. Y'all should be ashamed of yourselves, is what you should be. Just walking around here being all women and having <laughs> sexual organs. Are you being Orrin Hatch ex- right now? Or? Expecting men to just like get your consent <laughs> before they partake of your wares. Like you should. You Take of your wares, you get sir? yourselves together. Should button it up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that voice came from. I don't know either. Just put that back. Just tell you, just uh, put it in the absolutely. box for now. It sounded terrible. It sounded terrible, yeah, right? Yeah, put it in the box. I think it's appropriate for the situation. Yeah, so um, there, there are so many layers to the, the nonsense of what's going on. One, uh, Grassley, who's a Republican, he's also the chief. Oh, well, that well, like the the head of the the head of the uh, judiciary senate council um, was part of the Clinton investigation. Not the Clinton investigation. I'm sorry. He was a part of the Nita Hill trial, mm-hmm. and at that time, he was saying, "This is exactly what you do when something like this comes up. You bring this up, and you have a full investigation, and you investigate thoroughly." Well, it was convenient for him to say that because at that time it was, you know, a, a Clinton else. appointee from a Democratic president, and he's a Republican. And these are the things you say. But my question still remains, and the point has been made by many people outside of myself: there were other people on that list. Why are they so married to Brett Kavanaugh when he is so clearly damaged goods? Mm. What does this what does this avail you to to you don't even want to have somebody from your panel ask basic questions 
I think it's his proven track record on, you know, basically, you know, uh, an imperial presidency. Yeah, they could be hedging. They could be hedging. Sometimes in a negotiation, what you do is you make a really, really terrible offer. And then you you walk that joint back and like, okay, take this nominee instead. This nominee, this next nominee is still going to have a really, really terribly conservative voting I don't think they are. So they made, like, they made a mockery a, of his life? Maybe. That plan, but now that it's happening, it's going to be like, okay, I mean, I really, let's take advantage of it. They well, they were, well, no, if they were aware, right. they didn't think this shit would come out. I, both sides were aware, because remember, over 70 to 80% of the documents that were um, related, correlated to... Uh, Kavanaugh and his time in the Bush White House was redacted so they could not be reviewed by the committee and the committee didn't get it until less than 12 hours before they were supposed to actually start the hearing on Kavanaugh so you know 42,000 pages of documentation and then that was not even all of it that was like a tenth of what they had on Kavanaugh and his personally his his views on how he he ruled on race and how he ruled on gender and how he ruled on this, that, and the third. And, you know, they had emails that they wanted to, you know, submit and they could not. Well, Cory Booker did submit one uh, at the risk of, you know, being booted from the Senate. But, you know, you know, there are a lot of things that that were available to them that they didn't even use because they, they knew that this dude was a problem. So I'm just trying to figure out why they putting so many eggs in that basket should not the whole point. Uh, be actually to have an impartial judiciary. And you can't when he made his opening statement saying that this is a witch hunt by the Clinton folks and like, you know, the, the left. And you can't make statements like that as a nominee. And why as a nominee do you have like commercials between the hearings, like, you know, advertising for your nomination? And that's like, yo, dude, you're not an elected official. Why are you? Donald Trump is president. Anything goes. Yeah. I, I have another question. Where's Ja? <laughs> well, that, that's always my question. Where is Ja? Where Sorry. is Ja? Apparently, he's uh, on a Hamilton mixtape, but I, I was, I, he, that was a surprise. But um, I want to know to anyone who complains about the impact that uh, sexual assault accusation will have on the person who is being accused. My question is, when do you think is an appropriate time for a woman who has been sexually assaulted to speak up, to get help, to file a complaint, to press a charge? Because it seems like no matter when she makes that complaint or asserts that this occurred, it's always a bad time. It's inconvenient. To do it. It's, it's, it's Kaepernick so when, taking when a knee. You That's tell me is. when is the but, best time for a woman to I do that. Like when? Like is it is it when it first happens? Because when it first happens, it's what were you wearing never. and you know were it's you never. drunk and but, did you lead him on and did you? If you wait, it's like how can you remember? It was so long ago, and it's like it just seems like there's no right moment for a woman who but, is sexually assaulted to be able to speak to. I it. don't think that their issue with the accusation of how it ruins a person's life is tied to time. I just think that and and I, this is I, in a way it is. I, I'll, I'll get back to that but 
Please continue. I, I think that because, it, I mean, it, it, at any given time is, is a bad time, but it's just a matter of sexual assault somewhat. I mean, nowadays, you know, phones and all kinds of things, it makes a lot in different <laughs> tests and stuff that we can run. It, it the, It's a lot easier to track crimes and stuff like that. But I mean, to be honest, sexual assault is one of those crimes that is just really, really, really hard to prove unless it was like violent. Um, and so at any given moment, men feel under the pressure of all this person has to do is say I did something untoward and my entire life is ruined. That is a terrifying state to be in. It is the same terrifying state that women are in. Not the same, but it is similar. It, it, yeah. similar as, as, as every time I walk out the house, I'm subject to somebody just ravaging me because they feel like it. I mean, it is not. It's, it's not a safe space for anyone to exist in. Anyone, men or women. Um, so that's why I say I don't think the accusation is necessarily a, always tied to the timing of the accusation. But to be honest, whenever they decide to accuse men of this thing, it does essentially rule um, unless you can unless the woman unless you can prove it out of fundamental you know doubt that it did not happen. Even then, the man, sometimes damage. Yeah, is done. exactly. Even damage then. is done. The man is going to exist under this this shroud of being a rapey rapist, and that that's that's a horrible you know, island to be on. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm saying this not to say that I'm right, like right. team men and you're, all that stuff. Devil's but yeah, I, yeah, I devil's advocate the I shit respect. out of everything. That's right. What, that's you what know. my sister does. <laughs> right. I, I, the question I'm asking is, you know, Can I, isn't that a byproduct of, isn't that a byproduct of the patriarchy and the white privilege? And absolutely. Well, that's like, actually what I was like, how are you going to be yeah. upset about the so, environment that you created? Exactly. Well, that's, <laughs> you that's know actually what I, so I think the way we change that is, Women should be able to keep doing what they've been doing, but I need men to start asking their friends how they feel about consent, and then I need you to start calling out and not associating with your rapist friend. Correct. Because the reality is too many women can name other women who have been raped or assaulted, but I don't never hear men talking about, I don't even fuck with that nigga anymore. He a low-key date rapist. Yeah, well, okay. That's so, what I need to start hearing. Okay, so I got a couple things. One, um, I unfortunately know a large... Low-key date rapist? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I unfortunately know a large amount of people, uh, a large amount of women who have been sexually assaulted, yeah, uh, raped, uh, raped, um, molested, or some combination there. Which means there. you know a large percentage of rapists. Not, 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 that's not always people that's been in my circle. And a lot of times I find a way after. So it's like a lot of times these are things. If I do, then they haven't told me who the guy is. No, but that math got to wash funny. out. No, wait, wait, about this wait, wait. Whole thing. I don't know if there's a woman, period, that has not been sexually assaulted in some Thank capacity. You. I don't know one. Yeah, I, well, I, I mean, that's fair. That Yeah. And I think both but things could be true. Yeah, but what yeah. I, I, I'm... I'm I, Okay, I don't want to. I don't want to split hairs. I want to. I want to get back. So that's what you're saying, like in terms of like a time is not necessarily a component. And I wasn't saying that it always is, mm-hmm. but I think the component comes into play when it, it it you coincide when it coincides with privilege. And the reason why I say that you you made a mention of privilege as well. Um, the reason why I was saying that is Brock Turner is a perfect example. Mm. 
Brock Turner was caught raping a woman, in the act of raping a woman, unconscious, behind a dumpster. And the judge felt it was not proper to actually sentence him to exactly. any time exactly. because he didn't want one decision to ruin his life. One mm-hmm. decision that ruined But that one life. decision could make that <laughs> motherfucker Kavanaugh. Could it not? <laughs> yep. So well, shout out to the two men who caught him. It was one guy. You know. Oh, it was yeah. one guy. Yeah, it was one guy. Yeah. It was one guy. But, but he caught, caught him, stopped him, Sorry, you know what I'm saying, detained him, and was so traumatized by the event himself, he cried giving his testimony. We need more of them. Uh, I will. But we need that in your friendship circle because the reality is a lot of this stuff is stuff that comes out as people are talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, will, I will say this. Um, Chrissy made a very, very good point. Um, we know that um, 75% of sexual assault victims are assaulted by someone they know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an FBI statistic. Um, so the likelihood is that if we know someone who's been sexually assaulted, we know maybe the person who assaulted them. The question is, do we know who they are? So I would only differ with Christy on one small thing. The one small thing I would differ with her on is if a woman has tells me that she's been sexually assaulted, but she doesn't tell me who the person is. That is very limiting for my ability to do anything except just be supportive of her in the aftermath of what she's experiencing. But if I'm to be proactive with the person who actually did it, I'm going to need to be aware of who that person is. So now I am curious, since we have two gentlemen in the room, mm-hmm. if your friend, your hunks, if I mm-hmm. came and said, so-and-so sexually assaulted me. Mm-hmm. And maybe I say, I tell I tell Lee Slim sexually assaulted me. You have a significant history with Slim. That would be so incesty. Yeah, no, wouldn't it be so weird? Oh but still, God. you know, I mean, you know, just for the context, let's just make it as as strange as, bad bizarre as we can make as it. Let's Lannister this thing, right? Up. Exactly. And so, at the can. end of the day, you like, hey, that's fan- how would he do that? Ill, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's so many reasons why that doesn't make any sense at all. Mm-hmm. But I came to you and I told you that that he did this. Mm-hmm. How do you handle him? Correct him? What what happens? I've never been in that situation, so that that's 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 a very tough situation. We're we're definitely gonna have a conversation. <laughs> I'm not being funny. I mean, right. like I I will say this because Slim knows me. We've had conversations, not nothing like that. I'm just saying, but he knows if something is on my not mind. Not about me sexually. No, no, no. He knows if something is on my mind, and I don't, I don't agree with it. Whatever. We I'm have, gonna. I'm we gonna, have frank and honest conversations. Yeah, I'm gonna say something. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, like if that type of situation happened, I, I would honestly, I would be crushed one, because that's that's my guy. You know what I mean? So like, if, if that type of shit. Even the possibility that it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that, that, that you could be coming to him, yeah. and it might not be true. Yeah, right. Yeah. That, that, we that's gotta what vet I mean. the situation. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but how then? I mean, there's this call to action, mm-hmm. you know, for for people mm-hmm. and men, women. Is what you know? We gotta do what? Well, what? What is that? How do men hold their men friends accountable on an accusation if a well, it, if think- a woman's not willing to report the gentleman if if like what? What is the call to action? What can so, people do? 
So let's say you get the ideal situation and you have a friend who comes to you and says, this person specifically did this to me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Then the reality is, you know, it is on the one hand, you know, uncharted territory. But on the other hand, you know what I'm saying? I think the real issue is that men don't have enough conversations amongst themselves about what they think consent is, about, you know what I'm saying, what they think boundaries should be. And they don't have the hypothetical conversation amongst themselves about what they would do. I don't know what to tell you. Fair enough. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I only have, you know what I'm saying, experience with victims. I don't have experience with abusers. So I don't know how that works. But I also feel like we need to start with science, which means that if it's two to 10 percent is the false reporting rate, that means that unless 10 people have come to you already and said, I've been sexually assaulted, we need to believe it. Well, yeah, and I'm not saying don't don't believe the woman. No, but I, I mean, I would, yeah. to be fair, no, the other end, other where, end of it, I would probably I promote you to, to, to follow report though. Because Correct. the first issue, the first issue is doubt, you know. And so, because the first issue amongst men is doubt, because the first thing Slim said was, "I don't know if he did it," you know what I'm saying? The reality is, the chances of him not having done it are so slim that we actually need to operate as if he did. I think we. You also need to look. That's at, a slippery you, slope. Yeah, you got to look at. You got to look at who's. You got to look at who's making the complaint. Like if I, if somebody who I know is a liar, like this is a situation that's a very specific situation. We know and trust and believe energy. She has integrity. If energy says something about her being assaulted, and she says it about a person who also is known to like be an honest and forthcoming person and has integrity. That does put you in a predicament like there's two people telling you something and both of them are credible and you believe that both of them believe what they are saying. There is a possibility that there could have been a misunderstanding. It's possible. Like, look at the Aziz Ansari situation. I was just thinking that, too. Look at the Aziz Ansari situation where Aziz Ansari didn't like he didn't sexually assault a girl. He was just like being a dude shooting his shot. In a in a in a not very smooth that is another slippery slope. in a not very smooth way. That's um, from what I from what but I but she it, it, it sounds like she 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 went along with it willingly you know and then she like hesitant did, willingly hesitant willingly doing and then after the fact tried to meet to him. That is not quite how I read that personally. Okay, so please like, <laughs> let's, okay. let's talk about it. Yeah, we hear this. I mean, let's, let's talk having about it. been being a woman having gone on dates with men and and been in similar situations um did i did i necessarily consider myself assaulted no just cuz that's me um i have maybe a different definition of assault mm-hmm. cuz i'm me well, I think, <laughs> um, but um I, I think she can claim to be uncomfortable Here's the thing. The That's second, how I took it. I the mean, second that, that yeah, you but. tell somebody, hey, no, I am not interested in that, and they continue to push that on you, they are in the wrong. I don't care what other structures I've, like, I, I said, I do, I, I do not want to have sex with you. I, we can make out, we can do this, we can do that, but I'm telling you that this is my limit, and you continually try to. I don't care what else is going on. I this is I told you that 
You can't respect this. We should be able to do everything around this. Adam and Eve and Apple. Hey, I got all this garden. Just don't eat this motherfucking apple. It's the same shit. I just, I just, you had one job. Don't try and fuck me. And you just kept coming for that thing. And so she has every right to feel assaulted. Does it assault under the pretense that everybody else understands it as? You know, where it's, like I said, again, it's violent. Because a lot of times people, I think the connection of the word assault is with how we naturally, is rooted in violence. And so people are like, that doesn't count. But it does. I, just, I disagree in that circumstance. In that circumstance, I think the only thing he was guilty of is extreme begging. Like I think, I think this. But yeah. why is extreme this, begging not? That's not no, sexual assault. Think, like if I don't. Even but why? If somebody agrees, I think it's inappropriate. If, if someone's, and making, I'm not gonna lie, younger me, I've been, I've been the type of dude. Honestly, a very younger me has been the type of dude to try to politic for it. I'm yeah. just saying, like, yo, what's I'm saying? What's up, though? Exactly. I'm like, I mean, I'm, I, I because can't, we're also socialized. You know what I'm saying, like, like politics for persistent. I got out of that very quickly. I don't like the feeling <laughs> of it. Right, but see, it but it still is. You got out of it. Though. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I, you knew something felt kind of. Oh, I mean, no, be the very, behavior. I got yeah. out of the behavior. Let's be very clear. I would never handle it the way Aziz Ansari no, handled it. I absolutely. But I also don't think he sexually assaulted her. I think if you're like actively making out with somebody. And that person is like, okay, I'm good right here. And then you say, okay, and you stop. And then you beg, and you start doing it again, and then you go further, and then she says, okay, I'm done. And then he says, okay, and stops. Every time he says, you say stop, he says stop. But then he begs some more, and then you do some more, and you keep begging, and she keeps saying yes. But, That's but a I feel series like, of yeses. Go ahead, but I feel like it wasn't even like that. It was like they made out a little bit. She said no. He stopped. And then what she said that was why I think I, I, I go with feeling uncomfortable. And I don't remember. This is just me vaguely, you know, recalling is it was more like he then started talking about himself and who he was. And she felt like that was what he was trying to, I guess, use to make her want to fuck him. Oh, that's or his whatever. cash. I'm Aziz, but I'm sorry. I feel <laughs> like when once she actually said no my body is a boundary that i don't want you to cross he actually he stayed there yeah. the problem was he he never really engaged her in a way afterward that made her feel comfortable and that's why i feel didn't like she also like she didn't, didn't they also do some things though well and that's well, why and but then she went after and, and then right. she went to the next they location did. yeah she went to the next right. location and, so. and again i say that to say that there 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 should be nothing wrong with that i should be able to start making out with you at one bar and say hey by, at that bar by the way I don't care what nah, I put to his place um, no but whatever say. I'm just saying I should be able to say period hey I, wherever I put my mouth on is uh, is I'm willing to do but you are not allowed to put you're not I don't want to have sex with you I don't want you to put your penis inside of my vagina I don't we could lay there butt naked and suck each other's toes we could spread fucking honey and hot so I don't care but I do not want to fuck you so what's and the, you no, try so, to fuck me. You have violated. And there is no action that's a green light, sorry, to another action like, oh, well, she gave me head, so that meant she must have wanted to fuck. No, maybe I just like sucking dick. Maybe I'm really good at it, and I just wanted you to know. I, I, I think we're so, talking about two different things. I think we're, right, you're, you're what saying- what actually happened is he stopped. Yeah, exactly. But what, Every what, time but he said happened, stop. No, but what Lee was saying stop. was they started to make out again. No, they didn't. What actually happened read, after that? 
No, he they 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 made out one. She said no. I heard she That's gave. Not what I read. No, I heard. Did she give him head? Or yeah, something? I thought she I did read more that stuff. They, yeah, she gave him head. They made out. Like that. She said chill out. They started to watch a movie. They started to make out a little bit more. He started to go for the sex, and she was like, "Hey, I don't want to do that." But he stopped again. I, he the way stopped. the way like, I remembered it is every time right he tried but and she stopped. But why is it? He but stopped. The, but the problem is why is there every time he tried? She said the first time he tried, I don't want to do that. So as a as a person who has never begged for it ever in my life, um, let me try to get let me try to put the parameters on this so that I can understand. You never tried to politic at a younger, younger age? No. No? Um, just, I've never had to. What, so the, I'm not mad at you. question is I'm is not that, proud of it. Is that for the rest of their lives I don't want to have sex? No, it is or until is that, she gives him consent to, okay, to do that. Okay. So we are socialized and this is a problem of socialization. Rape culture. We are socialized that Women are supposed to protect their virtues, their virtues and their chastity by being resistant, and that men are supposed to be persistent and pursue. All right. And what we do Great a terrible culture. in a in a different in addition to having a terrible way of socializing people in that regard, we also don't do a good job of saying what pursuit is appropriate. And what level of retaining your chastity is appropriate. Everybody defines it differently. Yeah. Every household talks about it differently if they talk about it at all. Which a lot of them all right? don't. So that's all bad. That's all terrible. Within that landscape, everybody's going to have a completely different understanding of what is the difference between me just being persistent because that's what we're supposed to do as men, as we're socialized to do. And what's the difference between I'm actually crossing a line and assaulting somebody? Because if you, if she says no and you stop and you try again and she says yes when you try again, that's consistent with the way we're socialized. And I don't, even, even if the socialization isn't that way, again, I'm not a practice I would engage in because mm-hmm. I don't think you, I think a woman tells you no, I think you good. Yep. You roll out. There's so many fish. And this is. There's no reason for anybody to have to beg anybody for anything. Yep. But in that same regard, if you do decide to go back to the well and you pursue again and she says yes the second time and then she even after saying yes, Changes her mind and says no. And you stop again, but you try again later. And she says yes again. It's a terrible game going back and forth. You shouldn't be doing that. Right. But I, I don't I don't think that that's a sexual assault because he tried again after she said no. And then she said yes after, but then said no again. And he stopped. I think if you stop every time you say, because then it's like, what's the statute of limitations on it? Like, should you just like not try again for a week? Should you not try again for a month? Should you not? Or should you wait for her to come to you and say, you know what? I changed my mind. I would like to have sex with you now. Where because of how we're socialized, the likelihood of that happening is 
exactly zero. Well, and you in take 80% that L. Of situations. I mean, you take that L, and I then that woman loses that. the opportunity to fuck you. But I think you, you don't do try. Take the L. You don't keep trying. I agree with you that you take the L, mm-hmm. but I don't agree with you that that situation is sexual assault. So that's where we're disagreeing. Mm-hmm. But I, I agree, it's bad practice. I agree, you should not do that. That's wrong to do. But I think if a woman makes it very, very clear that she doesn't want to do something and you keep going, now you're in sexual assault territory, I believe. Just like I think the threshold is completely different if you're at work. If you meet somebody at work and you think somebody's cute and you know you make an advance towards that person and that person says no, I think you shut that down for posterity. Because you're at work to do work, <laughs> and like if somebody, I, I think if you, you make you it trying known, out the shit where you eat. Yeah, if you make that's it known, and somebody's like, "No, I ain't for that," then anything after that, that's sexual harassment. Even yeah. if you ask I mean, again the one time, I think that's sexual but, harassment but so, because okay, that's so, that's a professional environment. You already took a chance jumping out there just because it's a professional environment. You're trying to do something that's not appropriate for a professional environment. But I think the way the way like male and female interaction occur outside of the workplace, like the rules are not exactly the same. And so I don't think you can measure them exactly the same way. Okay, Christy, then energy, because Christy, like you had Yes, go ahead, Christy. (laughs) Oh, I I don't think it's just shit where you eat. I think, you know, all respect (laughs) to people who, you know what I'm saying, have workplace romances that works out well, but, you know what I'm saying, the reality is, the potential for that being so ugly so, is, is it, you know, yeah. so possible. And the reality is, I feel like that never makes anybody look good. You know what I'm saying? No matter what goes down, because, you know, it should never be so messy that y'all can't work together. And usually that's what happens with workplace shit, that it gets so messy that y'all can't work together. Oh, I don't, I don't think yeah, people I work with. No, no, you, but you, 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 you had something to say. I nah, already don't shit nah, with nah, you. No, no, you, you had something. I thought you oh, had something Oh, no, no, no. There was something that Slim said um, that kind of escapes me because, you know, we. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was a, uh, uh, no, you had said something to the effect of, and I'm paraphrasing, that you think that if a person says no and then they keep going, then that is assault. Well, what is. What is the difference between keep going and keep trying? Isn't keeping trying essentially keeping going? No, I actually don't think. I think. Okay, so I, I think they're degrees of each other, yeah. but I also feel like you know, intimacy itself is very so nuanced. I'm gonna say, I'm, I'm say something right, and I'm gonna say something that people not gonna like, and I get it, and I understand it. But I also feel like it is your body. And at some point, you do have to exercise some agency over it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the way you stop, keep trying, keep going from even escalating is to keep trying is to just cut the whole shit off. Because the reality is, you know what I'm saying? If I have to tell you no, that means that you're progressing faster than I want. And the reality is, I think that you either have to stop and have a conversation clear about what is going to be done. But I also feel like that shit needs to be said before you actually get anywhere. Like, I feel like 
everybody needs to have their cards on the table. What do you expect from this interaction? And I also feel like that's something that needs to kind of sort of be established before y'all even meet up together. What is it exactly that you're looking for? Now, I, I, know I agree with that. That could change. I know, agree, know what the I problem is. No, what... no, it could change. But I also feel like the agency in that for everybody is, you know what I'm saying? Everybody got to say when shit has changed. Um, so let me let me let me let me say this. I I think all of you are making good points. The unfortunate part about what Chrissy just said, I agree with what she said. So that's not unfortunate. Yeah. But the unfortunate part is there are so many scenarios where the woman does not even get a chance to exercise her right. agency because shit happens right. before that shit even gets to take place. Exactly. Um, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, there's, there's, there's. I mean, this is a very large conversation <laughs> we're trying to like wrap around, and we can't address every single element of it. I'm welcome. I, I welcome like the conversation on it. I think we should continue to discuss it. Um, but, but then I also have to say this, anytime you, you know what I'm saying, anytime any people decide that they might want to have any kind of sexual contact with each other, everybody risks being sexually assaulted. Yeah, I mean, even in a even in a consensual form, you know, like, you know, there there's always that risk. Because yeah, it's, it's nuanced. You could like even like yeah. consent to have sex, but not to consent to have sex in a particular a way. way in uh-huh. the sex has sex with you. And right. now, well, I right. think you have been assaulted. Right. I think if somebody does something to you <laughs> and you did not agree for them to do that to you, you made it known that I don't want you to do that thing. Oh, but to see, me. that's the thing you have to make it known. And then you do that too. Yeah, you gotta like so in the heat think of the moment until you in know the heat that of the moment, you're, the right, don't right, want you to exactly. Do it. But yeah, if yeah. in the heat of the moment, say you're having sex with a woman and you you're into hair pulling and choking, mm-hmm. so you pull a hair and you choke her, mm-hmm. and she doesn't say anything in that moment because mm-hmm. she feels terrified, which is usually what happens. Mm-hmm. And you go home and you think, wow, I had a good date and some great sex. She's into that freaky shit, if mm. you consider that freaky shit. And then <laughs> she calls her homegirl and is like, oh my God. Mm. I he think that before me. I think before anybody gets naked, we need to be talking about what kind of sex do we like yeah, to have. Do, do we got safe words? Like what's like No, and that, that's real. I, I mean, that's real. A lot of people ain't doing that. Though. It's real. I think you can't have it both ways. I think you can't be like you can't understand that intimacy is like a nuanced situation and different people like different things and people don't have overt conversations. So it's more about like reading body language and reading whether or not somebody's enjoying an experience that you're having and understanding that people express enjoyment in different ways and like understanding that. But then at the other, on the other hand, like, Trying to have like think, clear delineations between how people, you know, do things and when they do it and what crossing the line is because it makes it very easy yeah. on the extremes. On See, the extreme ends, it becomes clear. I, but when you get into the subtleties, it becomes difficult to tell the difference between and this is why what's crossing I think the we line. need to talk. We need to have sex education that stresses pleasure because when we talk about pleasure, then we you know, we, we automatically talk about consent mm. because we talk about what feels good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And what we should be asking people before we even get naked is what do you like that makes you feel good? This is what I like. This is what you like. Because the reality is we don't have to realize we're sexually incompatible once we're actually naked. A lot of that shit we can actually figure out mm. 
before we get past the drink. Right, we just had honest conversation. But that requires everybody to have their cards on the table and be comfortable saying what it is they like, what it is they don't like. I also feel like that's, that either. But I also <laughs> feel like that that is in a perfect world because we're all adults and you've never just had sex with somebody and well, there she, was she, no... I'm not being funny. Oh, I tell people before I take my clothes off, I don't do butt stuff. I don't like it. If you want that, fuck another bitch. I will suck the shit out of your dick. You can eat my pussy. But you stop. You you just that that you take every time two seconds before y'all lay down. You like okay, pause. I don't do butt stuff. I don't do that, 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 that. And I'm not saying you don't. You may do that. She probably gets there But I'm saying that the, the reality <laughs> of, of someone always being able to have this, this in-depth conversation about what but they're into prior to but sex only- is kind of... And I'm not even saying this is like a drunken stumble. You've been chilling with your homie and y'all just look at each other on the sofa and go like... Fuck it. You know, so it, nope. it just happens. The, negoti- the negotiation should be part of the foreplay. Because, yeah, because if, you, if you're if you saying, you just look the at each other and you say, negotiation. It, you're acknowledging that it's an extremely nuanced situation where unclear shit is going to happen. It, exactly, but that's what I'm saying. So what, in, in, that, in those scenarios where the unclear shit happens, like, what do we do? Because there, there are times where, where one person does not perceive something as assault because they are into hair pulling and choking. And another person feels like, oh my God, I just got choked out by this guy that I really liked and I thought really liked me. And now they go off and they file an assault charge. And I mean, the the the, the likelihood of this happening versus somebody actually pulling and choking somebody because they are trying to hurt them, you know, we, we know it's, it's mm. ridiculously skewed, but I'm just saying, in those scenarios, what, what happens then? Because this, I mean, that's a valid. If, if the girl got finger marks on her neck, like yeah. dude's going down. Yeah, I think it's a. If what we only thing we have in these scenarios, unfortunately, is interpretation of the law. That's all we have because uh-huh. we have not taken the time to de- try to define these nuances. And like Christy's saying, in communication and how we rear and how we te- how we rear how we teach <laughs> our youth, um, our understanding of sex focuses on pleasure and things like that. We haven't done that. We just socially, especially in America, we don't do that. In America, we I- run from talk about sex as much as we can. They try to keep sex out of schools. Like parents don't even want to. They want to put their hands over their ears and go la 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 at the thought of their kids having sex. And so, and I think because. We don't talk about pleasure. Children don't actually grow up understanding, especially girls, that sex should actually always feel good. There's a lot of little girls out there that think that, you know what I'm saying, anal sex is just supposed to hurt. Fuck that. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? That's why they make butt plugs and lube and all kinds of stuff. Like, you should never be torn, you know what I'm saying, after sex unless that's what you want. You know what I'm saying? But like, because we don't talk about pleasure and the reality is we don't actually have sex education. What we have is reproductive education. What we have is don't be a teen mom, Mm -hmm. but we don't have, you know what I'm saying? How to have orgasms without actually having sex. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Which is really what you need to teach 13 year olds because 13 year olds want orgasms. You know what I'm saying? And they're going to get them. You know what I'm saying? Whether they're by themselves or with each other. So what we need to be teaching children along with reproductive sex 
is pleasure. And since we are stressing reproductive sex, we need to teach them how to have orgasms without having penis and vagina sex or without having any kind of genitals and any kind of anything sex. I'm going to write a book called So You Just Discovered Friction. That's going to be the title of my book. Right? I mean, but like, that should be all of like, you know what I'm saying? Like late middle school, early high school. If Volume you two, understood how much pleasure you could actually get from like fingers and mouths and you know what I'm saying? You didn't actually need, you know what I'm saying, genitals to touch each other. Absolutely. First of all, the population, a lot less of us would just exist, you know what I'm saying? You this know, so true. that would be a kind of sad, but you know, we would be a lot healthier and we would be a lot happier. So to put a lot of this stuff to rest, uh, to answer a lot of the concerns, I think the approach I would take would be you know, a mixture of what we have all said, which is, you know, be we need to as a culture in this country, just be more communicative about sex. First of all, yeah, and we just need to do that. Can, as I, a can I add a caveat to that, though? Because uh-huh. I, I think this this goes back to what I was saying earlier, whatever. I feel kind of funny just leaving it out there. But um, essentially, I think part of the problem also is when because you were talking about socialization, mm-hmm. The problem is because we're not getting a lot of the information from our elders, mm-hmm. or we feel as though we don't want to hear what our elders have to say, mm-hmm. we make the foolish decision oftentimes to then take the information from those who are our peers and who don't know anything better than what we know. Mm-hmm. So that's where it comes in, the idea of being persistent and, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, oh, if you ask her a couple of times, maybe she'll change her mind and the yeah. whole idea of politicking for it and just... For me, again, like I said, I had to personally, like, I just don't like the feeling yeah, of it. Yeah. I don't like the idea. Like, if you don't want me, then I don't, what are we doing here? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that for me was a thing. I dap you uh, up and roll out. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, so but, uh, it, it, I, just, I just think so, like, I think when you're saying being communicative, communicative, whatever, it's just like who you're being communicative with because a lot of times you're doing with the peer, peers. Uh, you're you're going to get like limited information. I think everybody needs to be communicative and with mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. The reason I yeah, think okay. that's the case is because some people have truth and some people don't. And by everybody being communicative, the people who know what the hell they're talking about can hear and what the people who don't know what they're talking about are saying and speak to it and try to raise awareness and directly educate, target attention where it's needed. I think that's the first thing. The second... And I think... Go ahead. The second thing is um, more along the lines of what energy is saying and that we all agree with, which is I just think it's a good practice to shoot your shot. And if it misses or it gets blocked, um, pack up your gear and and just go play a a different game. That's I think that we just need to teach. In addition to teaching about how sex is nuanced and how we need to check in and how we need to, you know, make our desires known and we need to understand more even how the, how the body works and more nuanced things about pleasure. We need to understand that socially it's perfectly you didn't lose <laughs> because you shot your shot and it didn't happen with that person. You didn't lose. Still time on the shot clock. You tried and it didn't work out and you move right. on. So, Let's make that socially acceptable as well. Correct. But my, I guess here's, and uh, this is some weird TV or some quote I read Not somewhere weird or something quote. like this. Yeah. But this one says something like, oh, like how fragile men must be that like one, one loss means Pack your bags and walk away. And I'm not saying this to say that you then keep trying. Because here's the difference. Here's the difference, though. 
you try to have sex with a woman and she says, I'm not interested in that. I don't want to do that. And then you go, oh, okay. Well, then I guess you don't want me at all. Let me go away and go home. And I'm going to go shoot my shot with somebody else who's going to give me the sex exactly in the moment that I want it. Maybe it's just that she's not ready in that moment, you step away, you you give her the respect and the space and the boundaries and the support and the understanding and the communication. And at some point, if she feels comfortable, she will come back to you and give you the consent that you were looking for. So just, but the, like the fact that your minds automatically go to, well, I tried to fuck her once and she said no, so I'm going to go pack all my shit and move on to the next person. It, that, I mean, that kind of is representational of the problem itself. It's like the fact it that is, you don't get it when you want it means it's over. Well, I'm operating like, in the paradigm of how we're currently socialized. Right. You're operating in the paradigm where people actually do communicate and people know how to read nuances. And right. All no, that. but I'm saying we don't that, exist that, in that, that world no, right and that's, now. That's the <laughs> ideal. That's the place I would love for us to get to. Is what I mean, I'm that's, saying. That is the that is the that, that's the thing that that that, that right. can happen, and yes. that's fine. But for me, it's like, again like what I was saying, just for clarification. It's like if she does, if I feel like as though she, then like okay, then I, I can remove myself from the situation. It doesn't mean that she and I have to stop being cool. I mean, we have to stop I feel talking. Like everybody missed the crucial step here. What's up? Stop trying to fuck you. No, I mean, how about why not? Oh, why don't, don't you want to know you maybe wanna why you're being rejected you so you do don't like this? repeat that shit the next time? Yeah. I mean, like, the, the, like, like, but that's you, part you of the know, communication. Like, this is what I really well, need. This is what I really need. I need men's magazines to do for men what women's magazines have been Aren't doing they all redundant, women. though? Because I feel like the women's magazines say a lot no, of the same no, stuff no, and a lot of no, men's magazines. No, they haven't overdone it. I just overdone it. I said, are they redundant? No, no, okay. because the reality is, you know, women's magazines, while they may be redundant, made women start asking real questions, not just, oh, you know what I'm saying? He doesn't want you. Here's how to get him. But, you know, maybe bitch, you should ask why so you can figure out what not to do next time. You know what I'm saying? Whereas Here's men's magazines crazy. just try to tell and you to get women. And I feel like, right. And I feel like, you know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> but y'all need about to be, women. But, but I feel like there's a lot of really intelligent men who get really emotionally unintelligent about their own lives. Somebody said, no, you can't do something in any other context. You would say, well, why the fuck not? But when it comes to, you know what I'm saying? Getting your dick wet, all of a sudden it's like, well, I'm going to just take my ball and go. You look dumb. <laughs> well, now I will say that I, why not may make some people uncomfortable. I think maybe a more constructive question is, well, what, what made you uncomfortable? Like, cause why not? Like if somebody, if I said that some, if I was with somebody and they tried to have sex with me and I said no, and then they were like, well, why not? I would be like, well, fuck you. I don't, I don't owe you an explanation in that way. That is a bit of a confrontational question. I mean, but how about why not? So I know what to do for next time or why not? Because is this, you know, like for, for forever or is this, you know what I'm saying? Cause you feel away. I think. That depends upon the person, though. These are all very nuanced. But but I also feel like, you know, these are awkward conversations. And so you're going to have to stumble them out. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like the thing that men 
I find are not really interested in is the emotional labor of getting to the actual root of the matter. It's not that you can't have what you want at all ever. But can we you start qualifying and some and, of these and, things? And, and, and the reality is, even if somebody, many men. No. Well, yeah, I was gonna say I don't no. know. Can I don't know if that's necessarily a men thing because no. I know some so, very because I am a man and women. I communicate very <laughs> well and clearly. I'm very forthright and forthcoming. No pun intended. Right, but you're the same one who said I'm gonna take my ball and go because I just figured she wasn't interested. I said if you. Shoot your shot and you miss. And again, keep in mind, we're not talking but about we this. We're not talking about but, this in the climate. Wait a minute. Actual... Wait a minute. We're not talking about this in the climate of you're just trying to be intimate with somebody. This whole conversation is in the landscape of what is rape and what is sexual assault. And I'm saying you can't have it both ways. You can't have it that we're going to understand it as nuance and we're going to figure it out one way or the other, but then say like, well, if he does this, it's sexual assault. No, no, wait. If he does this, no, it's sexual I'm not assault. Saying that. What so I'm, I'm saying, saying absolve yourself of that and what take I'm, the risk out. And if you shoot your shot and she's not feeling it, well, you, but you, you don't know why she's not feeling it. You have it. said and no is, and you have moved on and not risked uh, a charge um, because you didn't do something. Is, you didn't cross a line. And so right, and 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 to answer your point, energy, you don't have to move on if maybe you stop and have a, a conversation. conversation about why not. But right. you gotta you know teach people to and, have and, conversations. And, they don't even right, know how to do I that. Think, but I think that part of that, I mean, but the conversation stops when the man doesn't ask why. Because it's not up to the woman to say I'm rejecting you because blah 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 blah. But check with me, back with me at all. Okay, so can I ask a question? I just feel like I, the I, question isn't why. No, no, but why no, but so I, I feel like I feel like. I mean, uh, wait, hold on, not... wait a second, Chrissy. I think you made a made an interesting point because you said it's not the woman's job to explain why, but at the same time, it's also the woman's job to explain exactly what she wants. So in saying no, just like in saying yes, can there not be the same level of communication? I'm, I'm asking I mean, out of ignorance. But, but, but he, Yes, but but here's the thing. If the knee-jerk reaction to the no is always the I'm going to walk away, you know what I'm saying? And there is no even, you know what I'm saying, room for you to say, but this is what I want or this is what I need. And so what I'm saying is, you know what I'm saying, well, the response... Uh, to shooting your shot. I, I don't. I don't. You know I'm not. Saying? I don't. I don't know. I don't know that this is a, a catch-all situation where like a woman's like, "Nah, I'm not feeling." It. He's like, "All right, then." He just pulls up his pants. Exactly. And like, it just runs out the door. I'm not suggesting that, that was. Well, yeah, I'm not yeah. suggesting that was the case. And it could. There's so many. It could be. This could be like one of the things. Like it's a, a situation you just met this person. Things are going well. Blah 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 blah. Shoot your shot. Nah, not. Oh oh well. Oh. Okay, peace. Yeah. Or it could be somebody that you know for some period of time or whatever, and y'all been working up to some things, right? And maybe things just don't line up. It, could be it an- doesn't matter why. The point is, to Energy's point, you don't always have to pack your shit up and I'm go. I'm not Sometimes saying that. Yeah. Yeah. We're saying all, the same y'all thing. Took a, y'all took a metaphor and turned it into a literal no, statement. No, Let's understand no, that we're having a nuanced conversation with analogies and metaphors no, and stuff like that. Here's the reason why that was so important to me is that pressure is I is part of the stimuli of what makes of what triggers the anxiety and animosity and and rage sometimes mm. in in men to you know is that this is an all or none game you if you go into a situation like that again you go into it from this heightened state of stress like I'm gonna shoot my shot and if I don't get it then I'm gonna take my ball and go because I'll never get it like that is that sometimes is the trigger. If, That's if, not even if, the context I was saying that in. No, but no, and I'm, I'm, <laughs> I understand that you're not, but we're, we're, we're talking on this thing and there's a lot of people listening. And so I'm just saying to say, 
I'm just pointing out that that pressure that if you don't get it the first time you ask for it, you'll never get it. And so you need to pack your ball and go could be part of the stressors. No, it is. The fear right. of rejection. I right. think context is important. And I think there's you know a there's a difference think, between. Uh, well, you saying? Go ahead, Chrissy. I'm sorry. But I, I think the part of the fear of rejection comes from the thinking that it is a zero sum game, and it's not. You know what I'm saying? Some games are zero sum. Most games are actually ongoing. You know what I'm saying? And I think that instead of thinking that all rejection from one woman is a blanket rejection for all time, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? The thinking in the person who is actually being rejected has to change. It has to shift in a way that makes it so that they are able to say, hey, you know what I'm saying? However they ask, do you mind why? Or, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. What is it? Like, there needs to be some further interrogation and not, you know what I'm saying? Not interrogation. Not interrogation. Inquiry. 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 The way we talk about it, it make the money. It make the waters big money There needs to be some further inquiry into what exactly is going on because the reality is a lot of times Look at it. A lot of times if people stop and ask, you know, what exactly was going on, they may learn something that may get them further with that person, you know, in the future or just may get them further with the next person in general. Absolutely. Because the reality is a lot of times the issue may not be you or your attractiveness or anything about you. It may be your whole approach. You know what I'm saying? And the, the point of asking why, you know what I'm saying, or why not, is to figure out, you know what I'm saying, what it is that you're maybe doing that made it so that you were rejected. Because the reality is all of this is nuanced. All of this is transactional. And yes, women do the picking, but the reality is sometimes you get picked based on how you approach. Mm -hmm. It's not always what you say, but sometimes how you say it. And maybe if you start asking why, you can figure out how to say things differently because that's how we evolve. That's how we mature. But if we don't ever inquire, we'll never move past that point. And, you know, where you want to be is always uncomfortable. It's always scary. And I feel like, you know, the problem with toxic masculinity is that it socializes men to be so terrified of stuff that is emotionally challenging that they almost never go there. Mm -hmm. And that makes it so that we carry emotional labor, which is why somewhere around 40, you know what I'm saying? Bitches get tired. You know what I'm saying? Because at somewhere around 40, you'd be like, you know what? I'm doing a whole lot of work for two people and I'm just not into it. You know what I'm saying? That's what the midlife crisis is about. It's about emotional labor. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that starts, you know, with men and women at adolescence, at puberty. It starts when you start trying to interact with the people that you want to be intimate with. And if you don't figure out why you're being rejected, if you don't find the courage to ask why you're being rejected, you know what I'm saying? Then you'll never grow as a person, as a person emotionally. And because women are forced to do all of this labor, we grow past y'all. So I think many things are based on perspective when we talk about people's anecdotal experiences, because what we're talking about is how somebody acts in the moment because of how they're feeling or how they're reacting or what one person said in a way they said it, what one person's approach was and how another person received it. A lot of that's based on perspective. Okay, I have to say that in situations like this throughout my entire life. My perspective is different because my experience has been different. I've always been 
a person who communicates clearly and forthright. And I've also been a person who lets things occur organically. My philosophy of life is water flows downhill. It follows the path of least resistance. So I make plans. I have goals. I set myself up for success. And then opportunities present themselves. And you just you just go with the flow. And somebody's feeling you. You feeling them. You rock. You feeling somebody and they not feeling you. It's fine. It's okay. For me, it's just a thing of perspective. That doesn't put more pressure on me. That's always taking pressure off me. Knowing that doesn't matter if this one particular person isn't feeling me. Now, my perspective is a little bit different because I do take things organically. So I've never tried to like press a situation because I don't feel like situations need to be pressed. I feel like if you just exist and go forward and do the things that you're supposed to do, things th- will happen. Yeah, on yeah, like in the, in a sexual realm, because women have sex drive and men have sex drive. And if two people are attracted to one another and nobody's actually trying to force anything, they're kind of just letting things organically occur based on how they're feeling. For me, that's always worked out. That's always gone the right way for me. Um, I think as a matter of perspective, it's how you socialize that to a young man. Do you tell a young man, oh, yeah, all, all, this, all this rape shit, you know, if she say no, roll out. Like, don't, don't pursue it. Don't do anything else. Or do you tell a young man, you know what? If you try and she says no, it's fine. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. If, you know, if you're now uncomfortable with that situation and you want to walk away because she said no, do that. That's fine. If you think you want to give that situation more time and, you know, maybe you think with time she might feel differently, maybe you hang out. But there's no pressure either no, way for you to do No, that's not actually the right response. The right response is if it really is important to you, you should ask her why. How do he? But he might not even know if it's important. He might not know I that mean, is what but, I'm saying. But you just advise him to spend more time and hang out and see if it could progress that if way. If he wants to do that, really, but you use the no, word but, but, important but, 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 is the word that you used. Right, but that, implies that the, but that implies that, first of all, the friend zone <laughs> automatically, you know... It, it, means that you're going to just, you know, age into something or that's going to happen. And that's not the expectation that we should give boys. Boys should not be using friendship, you know what I'm saying, or the guise of friendship to try and hope and wait, you know what I'm saying, that the girl that they're in love with is going to realize that, you know what I'm saying, he's the one. That's some rom-com shit. You know what I'm saying? If it's really important. (laughs) (laughs) Her face. Not what I said. (laughs) <laughs> here, here, here. I said you never try to force a situation. Uh, but, that's but that's I think, my been my perspective I my think, whole life. I think that the the problem is having a conversation about why you are not successful in this physical interaction is not pressing a situation. It is having a conversation about why you are right. not successful. And I think that's the hang up that Christy is having is that you seem to be equating with the 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 man having a conversation about why why 
you know, or, or consent or when or when he would be able to, that that all makes him thirsty in some way. Nope. And it, and it, no, and I'm not saying that that is what you're saying. <laughs> I think that, that, that that's what Christy is perceiving is what you're saying by you, by you saying, I'm just not going to be that pressed. I caveated the whole situation it by implies saying that. The right. I cave- to inquire more by saying I'm not going to be pressed to ask him to just keep it moving. I caveated <laughs> the whole situation at the very beginning by saying there needs to be more communication. Period. That I mean, we need to be more communicative. People need to just talk. actually straight up and down ask why the rejection. Uh, and that's your perspective on what they should do. But I'm just saying. I mean, like, but how, how how do you get further communication? How does he learn more? How does he learn to have this uncomfortable conversation? How does he learn to talk about his rejection with the object of his affection? How does he learn all of these things if he just keeps moving on? I never said that you don't ask why. Did any time during this conversation did I say you don't ask why? But I'm just asking, but you've never advocated it, so I'm just asking. But I never said you couldn't. So that's the thing. You took the fact that I was making a point and assumed that I was saying don't ask why. Nah. here's, here's, Here's what I will say. I would say that everybody here has prescribed wonderful, wonderful ways to approach how to have healthy and constructive conversation. There is no 100% foolproof way to go at it. That's all I'm saying. It's all a learning process. Hopefully, you learn as you go along. Um, I'm socially awkward as fuck, so I have to have friends like Christy along the way to help me along and point out that I'm socially awkward as fuck. All I, I knew that, but that, all that notwithstanding... Um, this is a conversation I think we should probably revisit. But for now, we're gonna put a we're gonna put a pin on this thing, and uh, we're gonna go ahead and uh, go ahead and sign off for the time being. We'll keep the conversation going on this side, but uh, we're gonna sign off officially. So uh, again, my name is Da Vinci Parks, aka Lieben the Third, dialing in live from somewhere. We have the wonderful, the magnificent. Hey, Savage, have a good week. Brother. Indeed, indeed. Of course, we have the awesome, the vibrant, lovely, chocolated. Chocolate. Really? <laughs> she is very antioxidant. You gonna say your name? Oh, okay. I'm energy. Hey, y'all. And of course, we got the. That's the double. As <laughs> normal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, and again, we are the usual suspects plus uh, energy. Uh, T. Rich will be back soon, ladies and gentlemen. She was off doing some like ground folks things like, like nuptials and shit. So you know, she'll be back. Uh, but we thank y'all so much for y'all listenership. We appreciate y'all. Please tell a friend to tell a friend. We are available on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, and all the other lovely places that you listen to your podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Flash Black Radio on the page and the uh, group. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram, Flash Black Radio. Also Twitter at Flash Black News if you want to stay informed. And of course, on the website, www.flashblackradio.com. Again, we are the usual suspects. Thank you for listening. Stay blessed. Stay woke. Peace. Peace. Bye, y'all.